Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Talk to the Hand podcast. Hello, Beth. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? I am excellent. I'm really glad to be back in the swing of the podcast. Yes, yeah. The Friends episode last week was really good fun, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Really good to reminisce. And we got good response from our listeners as well. They definitely seem to enjoy it, which which is really fantastic for us to hear. And nice to know that we're not just talking to tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a, a slightly different approach this week, and we're heading back into Soapland for, I think, the first time since our very first episode when we did Gillian Townfall. Yeah, that's right. Another uh, another soap actress of the time. But we're going to channel hop a bit, because uh, this time we're going to be focusing on a member of the cast of Coronation Street in the 90s. Did you watch Coronation Street in the 90s? A little bit. Yeah, again, my sort of, my gran used to watch it, so if we were with her, we'd watch it. My mum was big into Coronation Street. Of all the soaps, I think Coronation Street was the one my, my mum was most fond of. She wasn't really a big fan of EastEnders. Um, Emmerdale Farm? Do you remember Emmerdale Farm was called Emmerdale Farm? It was Emmerdale Farm, yeah. But Coronation Street was always the one that my mum used to play. And that theme tune was always kind of very yeah. distinctive and, and always, you know, whenever I hear it, it reminds me of childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The person we're going to talk about today is Lynn Perry, who played Ivy Tilsey, or as she was more commonly known at the time, Poison Ivy. Now, Ivy was the grandmother of Nick Tilsey and Sarah Platt, and she had a lot of interesting storylines throughout her time in Coronation Street. But there were some things I remembered after her time at Coronation Street that really made me go back through her life story to try and find out a bit more about the person behind Poison Mm -hmm. Ivy. So she did have some things she suffered from, and she did do what we have to admit are fairly bizarre things as we look back on it. So we're going to have this episode about Lynn Perry. We really hope you enjoy it. But for now... Let's rewind to the 90s. Lynn Perry was originally named Jean Dudley, and she was the daughter of a bricklayer who was born in a classic Yorkshire terrace, reminiscent of the Coronation Street setting in Rotherham in 1931. Perry held the position of the second child among four siblings, although she did lose her brother Victor prior to her birth. Her younger brother was actor and comedian Dougie Brown. Have you heard of Dougie Brown? Honestly? Yeah. No. No, okay. But apparently he was he quite well known. Have you? No, no, I swear, nothing. Having successfully completed her 11-plus examination and attended Rotherham Girls High School, Lynn initially pursued a career as a dispenser at Boots. However, her journey in the world of entertainment began when she triumphed in auditions, securing a role as a singer with a local dance band, earning a modest five shillings, which is equivalent to 25p today, for her performances on a Saturday evening. So she was rolling in it then? At the age of 20, she married Derek Barksby, a carpenter, in the year 1950. Just a year later, their son Stephen was born. To contribute to the family's financial stability, she initially took on the role of a bus conductor before finding employment at the Argyle Sock Factory. This makes you think of a factory in Carnation Street, doesn't it? It does, but I was more taken aback by the bus conductor. Clipping the tickets. Remember, I had like a little hole punch. And the little paper tickets. Oh, I remember it. Well, do you know, in the late 90s, when I started working in London, I used to get a Route Master bus, one of the hop-on buses, 
And it was fantastic because every day I'd been running slightly late and I'd missed the bus, but there were traffic lights about 100 yards <laughs> beyond the bus stop. So I'd come out, see the bus go past, and just pray someone would press the traffic lights so I could jump onto the back of it. And was there a conductor at yeah. the back of the bus hanging off? Like... Sometimes, but yeah. when he saw someone running towards the bus, he seemed moved out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> An unexpected turn of events occurred in 1954 when Lin's husband's uncle found himself in need of an act for his club as the scheduled performance for the evening had fallen through. Lynn Perry stepped into the spotlight, earning a sum of £4.10 for her performance. Now, that's a big increase to what she was earning. Mm. This momentous occasion led her to make a life-altering decision, to bid farewell to her £5 a week factory job and embrace a full-time career in cabaret. Over the subsequent 15 years, her talents took her on a captivating journey, gracing stages in France, Germany, South Africa and the United States. She shared this billing with illustrious figures like Sasha Distel, the Rolling Stones, and in a remarkable twist of fate, the Beatles, with whom she performed for 12 concerts. Wow, you see? That's an amazing life. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. But you'd never have known no. that when you used to no, see her no. as that bitchy sure. character, yeah. miserable character. Yeah. Her unexpected venture into the world of acting occurred when director Ken Loach embarked on a quest across the landscapes of South Yorkshire to discover local talent for his cinematic masterpiece, Kes, in 1969. Adapted from Barry Hines' 1968 novel A Kestrel for a Knave, Loach and his producer Tony Garnett chanced upon Lynn Perry's charismatic cabaret act in the Barnsley Club, recognising in her the embodiment of Billy Casper's neglectful mother, she fondly recounted the moment. They joined me backstage for a drink afterwards, discussing their auditions for an actress to portray the role of a mother who frequently left her children to frequent clubs and pubs. As I engaged in conversation, just as I always do, I told them it sounded like my life, handing over a few shillings to the babysitter and rushing off to perform. To my astonishment, they inquired if I would consider taking on the part, and I candidly confessed my lack of experience in acting, yet they insisted that I possessed the right skills. Kes marks one of the earliest instances of Ken Loach's innovative practice of enlisting club entertainers for dramatic roles. Perry's younger brother, Dougie Brown, played the role of the milkman in the film. Following the critical acclaim and widespread recognition garnered by the film, Perry's talents were highly sought after. She secured a recurring role on television as Mrs. Petty, a neighbour secretary of the Residents Association and the arch nemesis of Queenie Shepherd in Queenie's Castle in 1970. This sitcom, crafted by Keith Waterhouse and Willis Hall, unfolded in a tower block setting. Additionally, Perry featured in two television plays written by Colin Welland, her co-star in Kes. She portrayed a regular pub patron in Slattery Mounted Foot in 1970, and assumed the role of a militant union leader in Leeds United, which was 1974. And you could see her playing the role of a militant union leader. Mm, yeah, you could, couldn't you? Her initial foray into the world of Coronation Street occurred in 1971, when she became a semi-regular cast member. During this period, she made occasional appearances as one of the three factory workers. Almost like her real life in mm. the sock factory. The others being Vera and Ida. She epitomised a particular breed of working-class women of an era who juggled the roles of dedicated workers, wives and mothers amid challenging circumstances. Her own down-to-earth demeanour, although physically distinct from the formidable Ina Sharples, rendered her a natural fit for Carnation Street. It came as no surprise when she became a permanent fixture on the show eight years later. Her character, Ivy Tilsley, acquired both a husband, Bert Tilsley, portrayed by Peter Dudley, and a son named Brian, played by Christopher Quentin. 
The character Ivy Tilsley gained notoriety for her meddlesome nature and sharp, biting remarks, which led to her being branded Poison Ivy in the tabloids. Ivy was involved in several significant storylines during her time on the show, including the tragic deaths of both her husband Bert and her son Brian. She also grappled with conflicts involving her daughter-in-law Gail and Gail's new husband Martin Platt, as well as the tumultuous breakdown of her second marriage to Don Brennan. Do you know Don some of these names? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And her son Brian, he yeah, used to he be... Yeah, got stabbed. He did, but he used to get into trouble quite yeah. a bit on the show. He was a bit yeah. of a soap bad boy, yeah. if you like, on the, on the show. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't heard those names in such a long time. Don Brennan, yeah. And then they split up for a while, I think, the character, and she turned to drink when he was away. And I think it was soon after that that she actually went on to leave the show, wasn't it? Yeah. She went off to a religious retreat. She? Yeah, I think it was later on in the show. Well, I'm sure we'll come to it later on. But, yeah, she went off to a religious retreat, and I think when the character died, she died off screen. Um, it was while she was yeah. away, someone mentioned uh, that she yeah. died. But as I say, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Yeah. The circumstances surrounding that exit from the show, though, were... Well, really sad when you when you think back to it. So her character had already lost her first husband. Although she had a second husband, concerns began to mount regarding her reliability. So she did have some struggles with a heart condition and she battled issues related to alcohol. And she often confided in fellow cast members about affairs with prominent men, leaving them a little uncertain about whether she was recounting real experiences or, or engaging in fantasy. Furthermore, she spent a substantial amount of money on fruit machines, later disclosing that her losses exceeded £250,000. Wow. That must be like quite a few years' worth of wages. Yeah. To compound matters, there were the professional ramifications associated with extensive plastic surgeries, including rumours of breast enhancement. And I do remember this as being the reason that she ended up losing her, her role on the show. The breaking point occurred in 1994 when she appeared for a show having undergone a procedure that involved injecting tissue from her backside into her mouth to augment her lips, resulting in a significantly altered appearance. And while her personal circumstances evoked some sympathy, the swollen lips were indefensible with the context of the character's mm-hmm. storyline. So yeah, you've got... Her being a miserable... Ivy yeah. Tilsey would never have got cosmetic yeah. surgery. The fact it was such obvious surgery made it very, very difficult for that role to continue in the show. So yeah. I think they were probably left with very little choice but to exit the character, exit, really. Yeah. Producer Carolyn Reynolds made the difficult decision to terminate Perry's contract after her 23-year portrayal of Ivy. Perry disputed claims that she had been dismissed due to cosmetic surgery, contending that she felt her character had naturally reached the end of her journey and her departure was a personal choice. Her final episode aired in March 94 and the character was subsequently written off the show with her off-screen passing transpiring in August of the following year. Perry's altered appearance became a subject of widespread mockery in the media. In hindsight, she expressed her sentiment, stating that everyone was laughing and calling me fish face. I couldn't go anywhere without the cameras following me. I don't think plastic surgery is an answer to it all. You've got to be happy with yourself. That's really sad, isn't it? For an older lady who had some work, it didn't go brilliantly well. And then just to be mercilessly mocked like that, it it is quite sad. sad. After her departure from Coronation Street, Perry made a cameo appearance in Mike Reed's cult adult pantomime video titled Pussy in Boots, where she portrayed Poison Ivy, and she took on the role of a presenter for the programme Clairvoyant, which featured in ITV's The Tuesday Special slot. 
In 94, Perry caused a stir by releasing her controversial autobiography, Secrets of the Street. The book rapidly climbed the bestseller charts and received predominantly positive reviews from the tabloid publications. Within its pages lay inside information about the inner workings of Coronation Street, along with candid admissions of feuds with several of her co-stars during her tenure on the show. Granada TV made efforts to block its publication, leading to Perry's appearance in court to contest the attempted injunction. Well, it's quite she, harsh, isn't it? They obviously didn't want stuff coming out. Yeah, well, of course they wouldn't. It's Again, we're talking previous episodes about the magic of TV. And yeah. In reality, we know nothing's ever that perfect. No. So things are going on in the background. There'll be affairs between staff. There'll be yeah. arguments that are occurring. There'll be disagreements about salary, about storylines, mm. about direction of characters. And Coronation Street wouldn't want to open that black box up. No. But she won't. Then Perry won, and following the release of her memoir, she continued to make guest appearances on various chat shows, including Channel 4's The Word, where she showcased her rendition of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive, among other acts. Do you remember seeing that? I do. Wasn't she? She was, she was a bit drunk, wasn't she? She was. She was definitely drunk. Yeah. And it didn't go down well. I mean, she still had that, that character of a cabaret singer. Yes. It just didn't work on, on television, and it did feel at the time like she was laughing with everyone. One, but I'm not sure everyone was laughing with her. I think they might have been laughing at her. And the performance earned its place as the 62nd entry on Channel 4's list of 100 greatest TV moments from hell and subsequently featured on Channel 4's 2001 series, The Best of the Word. To round that year off, Perry graced the stage alongside John Inman in a lavish production of Mother Goose in Stockport. In 94, Perry received this distressing news that her son had been diagnosed with AIDS, a revelation that plunged her into a state of depression. She candidly shared, any mother will understand the pain, but for me, it was much worse. He was my only child, and he went through this ordeal under the relentless spotlight of publicity. A year later, in 1995, Lynn ventured into a new endeavour by starring in the video release titled Lynn Perry's Alternative Workout. And this was a really... um, unusual production that parodied exercise programs and featured Perry in a series of short comedy sketches often involving her assisting athletically fit young men in shedding their workout attire. (laughs) The video failed to gain commercial traction, unsurprisingly, and was withdrawn from circulation just two years after its initial release. It was another one of those moments it felt at the time like you were publicly watching someone fall apart. In the early months of 1996, Ivy Brennan made a remarkable return to Coronation Street, albeit in spectral form. Numerous residents, predominantly under the influence of Ivy's close friend Vera Duckworth, claimed to have witnessed Ivy's ghostly presence in various parts of the street. This storyline reached its zenith when Ivy's widower, Don, arranged for a friend dressed as a priest to conduct an exorcism. (laughs) I mean, ah, Um, what can you say? Then in 2006, another compelling storyline featuring Ivy emerged. During a Christmas dinner gathering, David Platt, so her grandson, stumbled upon Ivy's diary, leading to him reading aloud sections that contained criticisms and disparagements directed at his parents. That sounds like Poison Ivy. It does sound like her, doesn't it? So there was another uh, very different television appearance that Perry made, and it was pretty controversial at the time. It's when she appeared on adult channel Television X. Oh, yes. And on one of the shows she was seen pulling down a young stripper's thong and proceeding to lick his penis. 
That was a bit weird. That was a bit weird, considering so her age now. I mean, she's not 20 or 30 now, is she? She was born in 1931, so I'm guessing she would have been 70-odd in that yeah. time. So that's a bit unusual. And you'd, you'd question sort of her agent sort of suggesting that that might be a good idea, a good thing for her to do. So she's obviously clearly suffered with her career after the cosmetic surgery. Mm. She's obviously had some other pretty devastating things to deal with with regards to her son. Yeah. She's got alcohol problems. She's battling depression and a gambling addiction. She's going through a tough time mm-hmm. and no one is able to pull her back and say, stop, just stop. And I wonder about her husband as well. Well, they had an interesting relationship, but we'll come back to that okay. in a bit. But Lynn Perry did actually return to the stage with a fresh cabaret act after that and secured regular engagements as an after-dinner speaker, complimenting her presence on you know, some television chat shows. During this period, there were various reports suggesting that her imminent return to television as an actress would be part of a six-part drama set to be filmed in Spain. However, the concept for the series was ultimately abandoned, and towards the close of the year, she ventured to Spain to deliver a televised performance of Frank Sinatra's classic, It My Way. In October of the same year, Channel 4 aired a documentary titled The Ghost of Ivy Tilsley as part of a series exploring fame's darker aspects. The documentary depicted Perry sifting through newspaper clippings and packing away mementos from her career as she prepared to leave her mock Tudor house in Salford. Her decision to return to Yorkshire and care for her son who was living with HIV stemmed from her realisation that fame held less significance. She candidly remarked, I didn't really want the fame stuff to start off with, but gradually as you get it, it's like taking drugs. The more you get, the more you want. Which figures for maybe what one of some of her decisions. Yeah, it's almost like a a desperation Mm -hmm. to stay relevant Mm -hmm. and willing to do whatever she needs to do to make that happen. Yeah, to get that fixed. To get that fixed. Following the documentary's broadcast, Perry made a lively appearance on the Ladies' Night special of BBC Two's celebrity quiz show Shooting Stars, notable for her being inebriated live on air, and there's a bit of a pattern developing here. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Day in 1996, she featured in a humorous Pepsi advertisement part of a series of six commercials in the style of the word, which ceased airing the year prior. The ad humorously portrayed her as walking down the aisle to marry a monkey. Was it Marcel? Yeah. In 97, Perry crossed paths with her on-screen son, Christopher Quentin, as they both participated in an episode of the BBC Radio 4 sitcom, Harry Hill's Fruit Corner. Meanwhile, her health, which had been deteriorating, left her unable to continue performing. Her last regular television appearance occurred on the ITV daytime chat show Afternoon Live before her retirement. Towards the latter part of her life, Perry suggested that her health was improving and hinted at a potential comeback. However, her manic depressive nature seemed to thwart any actual return to the limelight. In her final year, she took up the role as a celebrity bingo caller in Blackpool, with occasional television appearances including Channel 4's Countdown of the Greatest TV Soap Moments in 2004, hosted by her friend Mike Reed. I'd love to do an episode on Mike Reed. Yeah, we should, shouldn't we? The actress had a long history of illness. She'd had two operations for cervical cancer, an operation for a faulty heart valve, and she suffered depression. She was diagnosed with bipolar, she underwent hormone replacement therapy, and she became addicted to sleeping pills. Then, in the year 2000, she suffered a heart attack. Lynn Perry died in Rotherham, aged 74, on the 24th of March 2006, four months after she suffered a stroke. 
It's a very, very sad story, but she had incredible success against the backdrop of numerous challenges. And it is just really, really sad. And I think, I don't want to put it like this, but if that was your mum behaving like that, surely you'd want to try and pull her back a bit. Yeah, but like you say, maybe she was in that state if her son's not well, the network she had weren't able to, or she's quite a strong character. She was a strong character. So she was like, no, I want to do this. No, it would be a laugh. It is very sad. So as we reflect on the highs and lows of her career, the laughter and the tears she brought to our screens and her unwavering spirit, we honour Lynn Perry's legacy. Few have had the ability to shock in the way that she did, but she suffered more than most will ever experience. Thank you for joining us for the story of the life of Lynn Perry, a.k.a. Coronation Street's Poison Ivy. Thank you, Jimmy. That was good. I think it's nice to get someone that's different. You know, when you first came to me with the idea for this person, I was like, oh, who's that? And oh, yeah, and you remember. And then actually it's nice. You know the character, you know part of their life. It is nice to look back at where they'd come from mm. at the end as well. I have to be honest, there were lots of different characters in Coronation Street in the 90s. So what was it about this character that lent itself to being a, a story for the podcast? And if I'm being completely honest, it wasn't her time in Coronation Street. It was her appearances on The Word mm. and mm. her appearance on Television X. Yeah. It, mm. it made her so memorable. And I remember the shock at the time because this was a prim and proper factory woman on Coronation mm. Street mm. who had very high standards, was very difficult with other people. Mm. And to suddenly see her go from that to doing what she did on television yeah. X and stuff, it was such a shock. Yeah, it was. Do you, was it in the papers then? See, I don't remember it. Was it in the papers? Uh, I don't know how I heard about it. I just remember it and I did see it. It was cringy comedy, kind of. Yeah. That's the story of Lynn Perry. Very challenging life, but interesting all the same in someone that was a, a major part of the 90s for, for many people. And there were a lot of people disappointed when she did get written out of Coronation Street. I know my mum found her character to be very funny. Yeah. Yeah, she was entertaining. You could relate Ivy Tilsley to your busybody neighbour or your aunt, your grumpy, moody aunt. Thank you, Jimmy. That's really good. And we hope the listeners might not be someone that you've, you'd heard of before or knew, but a lot of people would have known Ivy Tilsley. Do you reckon there'll be many people Googling Dean Perry Television X? Yes. Just for the shock value? I think so. There might be, like you say, for the shock value, because I don't remember at the time, but like you say, Are you Googling it? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll refrain myself. Wow. That was a good But thank you, Jimmy. That was good. Excellent. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again this week. Really hope you enjoyed the episode, and we look forward to next week where we'll be bringing you another story from someone who was big in the 90s. Until then, talk Talk to to the the hand. hand.